Welcome to the Grow People podcast with Pastor Jason, lead pastor of Revolution Church. My name is David. I'm one of the pastors here at Revolution. The purpose of the Grow People podcast is to grow people. How about that? Yeah. This is episode two. Many podcasts, if you listen, uh, start out with three to five minutes of incessant banter and nonsense. Uh, Not this one. We get right to it, but that doesn't mean that Somewhere in the middle, there might be some incessant banter and nonsense. <laughs> so, uh, first question, Pastor Jason. Uh, for nice shirt, by the way. You like that? Uh, that is his Bucky's official Bucky's, shirt. That's right. If you listen to the pilot of the podcast, uh, we spent quite a bit of time talking about Bucky's. Uh, what is on the back of that shirt? It says uh, "Holding it till Bucky's." If you know, you know. That's right. If if you know, you know. Now you there's know, one. You know. There's one north of us now. In what, what town is that? Uh, Calhoun. Calhoun. And, and there's, of course, one south. That's right. It's biblical because God is hemming us in from, you know, what is that that verse? He from, not forward, back, but he's hemming us in and close, like, we're surrounded. Surrounding, by, surrounding us by with a hedge of protection. There you go. He, yeah, we're <laughs> surrounded by God's grace now, north and south of us. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Um, I just want to get right into Sunday's message uh, about stewarding God's word and joining the church, uh, I believe if if young people were describing Sunday's message, they, they would say lit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe I believe they would. Young people, um, yes. Uh, is that people younger than you or younger than me? Everybody is younger than me. Well, I know, but I, I, didn't, I didn't know what the what the line here is. Like, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if lit is five years ago or it's. Current. I think it is. Okay. My daughter says bussin. Bussin. Things okay. are bussin. All right. That means well, it's really good. Sunday's message was bussing. Um, <laughs> not not bussing, <laughs> bussin, B-U-S-S-I-N. Okay. Got it. Got so it. try it again, bussin. Bussin, bussin. What is fueling your passion for the local church? Uh, what is fueling your your passion? And, and more importantly, uh, Christians getting off the bench and onto the court. That was the essence of Sunday's message. Yeah, and, and really, I, I would say what's fueling uh, where we are as a church and even why we're doing this podcast is... We really do want to help people grow. You know, um, the idea of being a disciple of Jesus or mm-hmm. being in the new family of Jesus is we are living out what Jesus taught us. That's, you know, the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, go and make disciples, teaching them to obey. Right. So really coming out of, uh, and I wouldn't say just coming out of COVID, but I do think that accelerated a lot of things sure. like it did uh, all over culture. Um, it accelerated or better yet exposed maybe um, a real lack of biblical literacy. Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, as Christians, we are formed every day by the culture and we can't es- escape that. We can't, you know, just by media, you know. Um, and so the church has a real uphill battle right. to face in actually forming people into the likeness of Christ. And that's what discipleship is. Again, learning to live in the new family of Jesus. That's what discipleship is by learning to obey. So we have this real increasing conviction that we've just got to do a, one, do a better job Mm -hmm. at helping people know the Bible and live in light of the authority of the Bible. Um, And which is why we're again, doing this podcast to help communicate with people outside of our weekend gatherings like Sunday or Thursday um, is not enough. And so as a church, we, and I would say as pastors have a conviction to want to 
help our people think and live biblically. Uh, I heard somebody the other day said it like this, like if we were, if you know, you think about your life on a one side is the Bible. The other side is the world. Mm. And if you're looking at yourself and say, well, I'm headed in one direction or the other, mm. I'm going closer to one side or the other. And, you know, from my vantage point, um, it really looks like Christians in general are way more worldly than we are biblical. Mm. And, and I even, uh, sometimes that intention is, is good. It starts off good because we want to reach the world. We care about the world, but it's the whole adage of we become too much like them Mm -hmm. um, and trying to reach them and to where what really attracts the world is our otherness. Um, So we're really trying to help Christians understand that we are, we are the foreigners here. Right. You know, as Peter says, Mm -hmm. we are the aliens in the old, um, uh, King James version, the uh, the idea of this is not our home. And right. so we have to really take an honest assessment and say, man, am I being more formed by Christ or more formed by culture? Yeah. And so what we were talking about at church is really, it's our job to steward that. And mm-hmm. I just don't think that the church in a lot of ways, and even Christians in a lot of ways, um, the reason why they don't live biblically is they don't even know what it says. Yeah, I think that was a great word for the church on Sunday. And uh, there there was one of the gatherings where you, uh, and it wasn't with exasperation, it was with passion and love for the local church where you said, this is not a game. No, no, it's not. And, you know, and sometimes church can be, you know, and again, I've been pastoring for over 20 years now, and it's not wrong, again, to try to reach culture, but sometimes church can feel real gimmicky. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're trying to um, play tri- almost like a bait and switch, like try to try to communicate t- to people in such a way where it cheapens the message, right. you know, and my wife and I, Lindsay, you know, we, I talk to her about this often, like the heroes of the faith, you know, um, Augustine, um, Calvin, Luther, uh, Spurgeon, you know, those guys. And I think, man, those guys were almost always local church pastors Mm -hmm. that God had elevated in moments of crisis because they stood up for truth. And then I think, well, what would the names be today? Right. Like what, what would the names of the pastors be today? But so often as pastors leading churches, it's like, well, man, there's the sense of sometimes there's not a lot of depth there. Mm -hmm. And I think crisis that happen in culture become wake up calls for the church. And it should be where we have to realize, yeah, People are dying. Um, they they do face a literal judgment. And so this is not a game. So we're not playing games here at the church. We are literally dealing with life and death right. and eternity Amen. and people's souls. Mm-hmm. And we're going to give an account for that. Mm. Um, so I think it's important to remind the church often, like, hey, we're not just asking you to come and attend stuff. We're not asking you just to show up. We're asking you to live your life under the authority of Jesus because you will give an account for that. and. You know, when people, it's like when people have near death experiences, it wakes them up to Mm. the value of life. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I can have that myself or I can have it vicariously through somebody else. And and so I hope that the church is seeing that, wow, the world is in disarray. Um, And so I better get my life and get my house in order and like Joshua decide, am I going to follow the Lord or not? Mm. You know, 
that was the highlight clip of the podcast so far. So uh, for those uh, producing this, uh, that was it right there. Living our lives under the authority of Jesus. You're listening to the Grow People podcast. Maybe you're watching the Grow People podcast. Really cool studio that our uh, production department put together, and we are so grateful for that. Uh, in this uh, message series of Welcome to Our Family, We've incorporated the welcome track, the new welcome track for mm -hmm. people coming into our church, mm -hmm. uh, three sessions. In session two, you laid out the family culture statements. Uh, can you explain what, what does it mean to live in the new family of Jesus, and how does that inform these culture statements, especially some of the ones that we'll highlight here today? Absolutely. Uh, well, let me back up one. Uh, in session one, we talk about what the mission and vision of our church is. Mm -hmm. And when I first started leading in church, I thought that if I preached the mission and vision, it was biblical, you know, I was passionate about it, which mission is about what we do. Vision is about where we're headed. It's about the future. And that's ultimately what leadership is about is um, the future that, that God wants, you know, for us and right. calling people into that. I thought if I just did that enough, that people would get it. They would live their life, mm -hmm. you know, um, in light of those things. But what I've realized over the last several years is there's mission and vision, but then there's culture. Yeah. And someone said it, you know, culture is mission and vision you put up on the wall, but culture is what's happening down the halls, mm -hmm. you know, with good. people. And so we realized, you know, um, again, in this process of helping grow people that we needed to be really clear about what the type of people we wanted to be as well. Um, and we talked about this, that, you know, our, um, I've been studying a lot of brain science and mm -hmm. the idea of that is the questions we always ask is who are my people and how is it like us to act? And so the, the culture statements are saying, well, we are the people of God and this is what it's like us to do. This is what it's like us to act. Excellent. And so they are culture statements of saying, this is the type of culture we want here. Um, and really helping people learn how to live because again, not only do we want to be a people on mission, but while we're on that mission, we want to live a good, healthy culture. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what those statements are trying to uh, attempt to do to say, hey, this is the type of people we are. We're, we're not going to go through all 12 culture statements, but uh, I, th I think you don't have to scroll too far on social media to, yeah. to see uh, two of our core culture statements. Uh, we build up the body. And uh, we assume the best yeah. are, are so important and foundational in who we are in this new family. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, let me, I'll start with we build up. And so the idea of that is, you know, construction. You know, the, the Bible talks a lot about we are God's house. We are his building. We're fellow workers. And the Bible encourages us to build well. You know, Jesus said, build your house on the rock, not on the sand. So the idea is the Bible is all about building, you know, mm -hmm. um, where culture, especially today, it's very popular to say the word deconstruct. And it's this concept of people tearing down their faith that right. they thought that they had. Um, and what we're saying as a church is God has uh, called us to build up the body, to use the gifts and talents that he's given us to build up, not tear down, because the devil is the one who's trying to tear down. Christ is building because he's the creator and he allows us to join him in that. So it's reminding our church, hey, first and foremost, we're here to build up. Yes. Now, that doesn't mean that 
we don't speak the truth. We speak the truth in love yep. as the Bible commands us. But our core motivation or core intention is to build someone up. Um, and the reason why we say that is it's human nature to tear down. Um, because we are judging ourselves based upon what we feel as a lack in ourselves. And so if we perceive somebody's a bit ahead of us or above us, we have to tear them down to our level instead of trying to work by the spirit to build mm-hmm. up to their level. Right. So human, what we're trying to say in the new family of Jesus, we do the opposite of human nature. That's right. Which is, no, we're not going to tear you down. Mm-hmm. We're going to, and, and the whole reason why is all we have to do is ask ourselves the question, do I want someone to tear me down or do I want someone to build me up? Um, well, that answer is easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you're just messed up, you know, mentally, no one wants them to tear them down. Right. And, and the Bible's pretty clear on this. It, incredibly clear. <laughs> Ephesians 4.29, let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Yes. But, but, only, only, so. mm-hmm. but only such is this for the building up of Building others. up, yes. So again, that's, that's saying to our church that the type of culture that we want here is the culture where we build each other up. Which leads to the second one, uh, assume the best. Um, again, another thing I've just noticed about human nature is it's our nature to assume the worst. Yeah. When somebody does something, we assume the worst about their intentions. We assume, now here's what's ir- ironic. We assume the best about our own intentions, but we assume the worst about their intentions. I've done that much. We all do that. Mm-hmm. Again, it's human nature. So I realized this several years ago when uh, just dealing with things and situations in my own life mm-hmm. is uh, I felt like people were assuming the worst about me, um, were assuming the worst about my intentions. And what they weren't doing is they weren't asking me, mm-hmm. um, hey, is this true? And they were assuming the worst about me. Mm-hmm. And then, which leads to the third one, accusing. Right. Which again, the de- one of the titles that the devil has is accuser. And so when we don't ask, we assume the worst and we're accusing, we're, uh, we're following the pattern of the devil. Mm. Well, that's not wow. the pattern of light. Mm-hmm. So I really want to help our church and, and, and just Christians in general. Um, I mean, just think about how life would be so much different if we learned, like, let's say you did something that mm-hmm. upset me. Right. If I assumed the best about you mm-hmm. and said, you know, I know, David, you probably didn't mean it like that. And then I come to you and ask and say, hey, David, when you said this the other day, um, I don't think you meant it to right. hurt my feelings right. or meant, meant it harmful. So I want to ask, I want to assume the best about you and ask, was that something that you're, you are legitimately upset with you, me about or did I misunderstand? Mm-hmm. Well, then we allow for the Holy Spirit, yes. which is Matthew 18, to come in and reconcile something right. that Satan wants nothing more than to divide. Mm. Mm. So that whole process, we assume the best is really us discipling people into here's how you handle conflict. Here's again, think about marriage, right? If a husband and a wife would just learn to ask, assume the best and not accuse, how many fights would be resolved? All of them. Yes. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Um, You're listening to the Grow People podcast Uh, each week or each time we have a podcast. Uh, there will be a segment called Ask Pastor Jason, where you have an opportunity to send in a question and ask Pastor Jason. This one comes in from Megan, uh, and her question is, what pastor or theologian has most influenced you theologically with your doctrine or with your preaching? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, Probably many. 
It is many. I, I always kind of think about this as um, like contemporaries of mine mm-hmm. to, you know, older that are obviously are now uh, dead, which I was trying to think in my mind a better way to say that because that sounded bad, but uh, no longer with us. Um, but, but hey, let me tell you something. When, when I trusted in Jesus, I had a bunch of guys put their arm around me and say, hey, read a bunch of the dead guys. Exactly. No doubt. Um, so I would say, you know, when I was first early in preaching, I would listen to contemporaries of mine, mm-hmm. people that were um, maybe a little older that, um, you know, people like a Matt Chandler or guys like that, where um, I knew them personally, or um, I had heard of them and knew they were solid. Then I would listen to who they were listening to. And then, so more layers is kind of the best sure. way to, you know, this is like Shrek. It's like an onion, you know what I mean? <laughs> Peeling back the layers. Um, so my, my major contemporaries, I would say the an- my first answer to that, those that are alive or just recently passed away, the biggest three would be John Piper, mm-hmm. Tim Keller, mm-hmm. and, um, Yes, thank you. I was just, that's the one I was going to say, but it just like left me for a second there. Yes, R.C. Sproul. So those three guys, which R.C. just went to be with Jesus a few years ago. So those three guys informed and shaped me uh, more than anybody, mm-hmm. theologically. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and again, it, I got to know those guys through other, you know, younger guys, like I was saying, but sure. those three. And then you listen to them and you say, okay, who influenced them? And then that's when you see Jonathan Edwards, you see Augustine, uh, you see uh, Luther, you see Calvin, you see, um, you know, other heroes of the faith going, Spurgeon, right. uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones, mm-hmm. you know, guys. And, and the reason why I do think it's really good for us to listen to guys from other cultures and other time periods, because we feel like what's going on in our culture is always the worst crisis that the church has ever faced. Well, you go back and look at these some of these other crises, and you're like, "Oh gosh, they had it way yeah. worse." Yeah, um, excellent point. Yeah, and and you see how they were faithful in their time. You know, Acts 17 says David served the purposes of God in his generation. So I want to look at guys that serve the purpose of God in their generation, and then see how I can learn from that in my generation, because the truth of God is eternal. It works in any culture in any generation. Yeah, it does. Um, and so it's good to get outside of mine. Mm-hmm. I mean. It's, it's good to do both. Look at guys that have been in ministry. Right. Um, and I want to look at guys that are older and wiser and have done something and built something and have been faithful to the text throughout mm-hmm. their life, which I, again, I would say Piper, Keller, and Sproul, all three of those yes. did that exemplary um, to still doing that. And then you hear their commentaries on the other guys and how they did it in their time period. And, and then you kind of stitch those two things together and like, okay, what is true in both generations? Mm. Um, well, then that's still true in mine. Right. right. Excellent. Megan, uh, I hope that answers your, oh, it does answer your question. Uh, thank you for your question for Ask Pastor Jason. We'll have that in every podcast. You're listening to the Grow People podcast. Uh, this podcast today brought to you by Bob's Blessed Bible Covers. <laughs> Uh, if you're going to be covered by the blood of Jesus, uh, you might as well cover your Bible. Um, that's Bob's Blessed Bible Covers, uh, available 
wherever you buy your Bible covers <laughs> or go to bobsblessedbiblecovers.com. Is there really a... No, don't go there. Yeah. Um, I did check it out. You did? Yeah, I did make sure that it didn't go to someplace. We might need to buy that URL. <laughs> yeah, and start selling those. Why not? Why not? Gotta uh, love those Bible <clears throat> covers. That's how you know somebody has been in church a long time when they mm-hmm. got Bible covers. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. when, when I got saved in 2006 and I saw people in church with these Bible covers, I was like, cool. And then... my I, I can I kid you not, the first Spurgeon quote that I ever read was um a Bible that is falling apart usually belongs to somebody who isn't. Who isn't. Yeah, that's a, I love that quote. And I was like, okay, I want I want my Bible to look like it's falling apart. That's so, right. So I went and bought a used one. Uh, it was just, <laughs> <laughs> right. instead of using it yourself, just find somebody was, else. Oh man, you write a lot in your Bible. Yeah, I bought it used. Um <laughs> <laughs> Back to serious stuff. The vision of Revolution Church is multiplication. Yes. Uh, and so is the vision of Whataburger. Mm, praise Jesus. Uh, 705 Town Park Lane, Northwest Kennesaw. Yes. That is where the second Whataburger will be built. Um, in the state of Georgia. When are we opening? Yeah, in the state of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, when are we opening Revolution Kennesaw? Uh, well, apparently pretty soon. It feels like the Lord is moving there, you know, like <laughs> the spirit is hovering and bringing things to life. And so we want to join him <laughs> in that. Uh, yeah, literally yesterday we were driving, we had to go to uh, Natalie's volleyball game and there was, you know, multiple ways you could go. Mm-hmm. And there was one route that was like two minutes faster, but another route that where I could drive by and see the new location. So I took that route. Mm-hmm. Um and God blessed it because we got to the game in plenty of time. Right. Um, but we drove by where it's going to be and just kind of like yeah. had a moment of silence. Yeah. Yeah. It's like driving by that great ballpark or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we were just, you know, really, really excited to see. A lot of the national parks were closed last year, but not Whataburger. Not Whataburger. <laughs> no. 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 Uh, what is it uh, about Whataburger? And I mean, you've had in and out mm-hmm. And to me, you can't compare the two, but go ahead. Well, you know, part of it is um, it's a local thing, mm-hmm. you know, and so wherever you grew up, there's things about that local thing that you love. You know, you're from Philly, and so yeah. you love the the Philly cheesesteaks. The and soft the, pretzels, yeah. The soft pretzels yep. and- um, The anger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, don't, I I actually, I'm embarrassed to be from Philadelphia, actually. <laughs> I didn't expect you to say that, anger. Eagles fans are the worst. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, as a Cowboys fan, I would agree. Yeah. Um, the, the R's, Philly, you know, there's things that are local mm-hmm. that you like. Um, so that's part of it. Um, and, and this is how I've told people. Now, Whataburger, like, you know, today there's a lot of gourmet burgers or craft burgers as they talk about it. And so there's definitely better burgers. But if you're looking at fast food, which is yep. what Whataburger mm-hmm. is, Whataburger is really great fast food burger. It is. It um, is. I'm a fan. Yeah. It's toasted buns the way that, I mean, it's just their whole deal. And so, but yeah, like In-N-Out, again, In-N-Out came from the West Coast and In-N-Out is really good too. Um and both family-owned companies that have grown. Um, so to me, part of it is like I love supporting local things. And now the water – I mean, it's like Chick-fil-A from Georgia. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Waffle House from Georgia. Mm-hmm. You love those things partly because they're local. And then as they spread, you love to see that happen. Well, um, it's coming. It's, it's coming, coming to Kansas. We actually served Whataburger ketchup at our team member party. Mm-hmm. And teams have grown – 
since then. Absolutely. So I, I don't know if there's any correlation there. Uh, there probably is. Because it's fancy. And people ask me, because that's Whataburger's deal. Again, it's fancy ketchup, mm. which I was always told, which again, I don't know if this is true, but I say it like it's true. But I love Heinz ketchup and Whataburger ketchup basically is Heinz ketchup with one more ingredient that they, it's secret. And so that's what it makes is. it fancy. Uh, so Whataburger ketchup is just really, really good. Um, and I don't think anybody that's had it would disagree. Agreed. Uh, thank you uh, for your time today. I think it was very informative, especially a, a challenge to the local church. And I think we're in a season where we do need to challenge the local church. Yeah. And I, I want to end it like this. Uh, I was thinking about this uh, either in between thoughts of theologians or ketchup. I'm not sure. But <laughs> one thing I want to encourage our church with specifically, um, and then, you know, uh, obviously, uh, other people, um, Christians from other churches, is to to have a positive disposition towards the church. Um, is the church perfect? No. Is Revolution Church perfect? No, I'm not. I mean, none of us are. And we make mistakes. But what I feel like a lot of people forget is the church is the bride of Christ. Amen. And Jesus said he would build his church. And some of those theologians I mentioned earlier would say quotes like, yes, the church is messed up. And there's one in particular, I won't say it quite like he said it, um, uh, just because, you know, mixed audiences, I want to be careful. Mm -hmm. But his point was, yes, the church is messed up, but it's still my mother. Mm. And his point was, when you have a familial relationship with somebody, you, you are bound to them. You love them, your blood. And yes, you get frustrated with them, but you don't give up on them. You know, you, you speak life, you continue to encourage. And I think there's a lot of people that have this general attitude that the church is bad or the church is wrong. Um, when the church has made mistakes, no doubt, but the church is still the bride of Christ. Um, and God still calls us to give our life to the mission of the local church. That's and right. so... I want to encourage people today that even, you know, if you've had bad experiences in church to not give up on the church because, um, it is still God's plan to reach the world. Um, in the same way that, you know, I, you have, people have bad experiences in marriage, but I'm not giving up on marriage. Right. I'm not giving up on my spouse. Mm -hmm. So I just want to encourage people to take a long, hard look at themselves and say, man, what is my attitude and disposition towards the church? Because the church is the people of God. And so my attitude towards it should be at Christ's attitude towards it. And he died for it. Mm. He died for her. And so I think as believers, and again, specifically Revolution Church, that should be our attitude towards not just Revolution Church, but all churches. I love to see every church grow. I mean, Lindsay will tell you, when we're driving in other cities and I see a church building a building or I see a church taking over a spot in a strip mall, I get excited out of my mind about it. Mm. Because that means God is there and yeah. God is working there yeah. and the people of God yeah. there. And we should celebrate that. And so I think if we could celebrate more about who the church is and what the church is becoming, well, yes, still at times saying, well, this was wrong when that was wrong, but I'm not giving up on the church. Then that would be far more attractive to culture. Yes. Than us all just sitting around complaining. Um, you know, this is like a spouse who goes and complains to all their friends about their spouse. Well, that's not helpful. No. And it's tearing down their marriage. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like a lot of times Christians are doing that 
sometimes maybe unintentionally, but sometimes intentionally about mm-hmm. the church. And I just don't want to stand before God and God say, man, yeah, you love me, but you didn't love my church. Mm. Wow. Um, and to encourage uh, people, God has gifted you. Uh, God has gifted you to build up absolutely. the church. Taking it back to those family culture statements. Absolutely. Excellent. I'm so glad you uh, you wrapped it up with that. Thank you, Pastor Jason. This is the Grow People podcast. Uh, make sure you subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, for a transcript of today's program, just write down everything we said. <laughs> uh, we love you all, and we will see you on episode three.